G'day, eh? Oh, hey. G'day. And welcome to another Forge Side Chat, a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between, with a heavy focus on talent in the great white north. We're talking about Canada, eh? And this week in the Forge, we've got Steve Dupra. He's a local here in Winnipeg, and I'm pretty stoked to talk talk about him, talk to him. Before we get to that, Lyndon, you, you just like... You just got back from British yeah. Columbia. Your arms look tired. Everything's tired, dude. I've been <laughs> beat up like, oh my gosh. That was a great time, though. Had a blast. I'd imagine. And uh, hopefully my vices will be back in Winnipeg in a couple days here. I'm not too sure exactly when. I didn't get a estimated day of arrival. but So you, got- you went out there, visited Cindy. She had, what did she have of yours? Uh, so I have this big, uh, machinist vice from Germany. Um, solid. It's, yeah, it's a pretty massive, it's a six inch jaw. It's not like a, a massive jaw, but it opens up to about 14 inches. Wow. Like the, yeah, the, and so it's, a, it's a pretty interesting vice and it's, um, not your normal style of vice where it's got a really deep jaw set to it with your, you know, like kind of like a hand jaw. It's more of a hand. What? Well, do you know, like, could you imagine the jaws being like hands coming together, fingers yeah. where they've got the like the pockets underneath of it. It's not really like that. It's a little bit different. Where it's this, the spacing underneath the jaw is pretty low because it's a machinist vice, right? Okay. So for, uh, yeah. but for it's bench mountable, or is it a machine vice for like locking onto your mill? Well, no, it's meant for bench. Okay, bench Sweet. work. Yeah. It's just a unique vice. You're a vice nut, right? You yeah, like your I vices. A, I have vices like out the yin yang, dude. It's uh, my thing, dude. I just I can't I can't get enough of enough. Your reed is a monster. Which which one? I got a few of them. <laughs> I don't have. There's a bigger one out there yet, and I'm a little jealous that some really? other guys have them because, and I don't have one. If I could find one, I'd be all over it. But I haven't found no. one yet. If you've if you've got one, like listeners, if you've got one, you know where you can sell it. Ooh. Lyndon, we'll pay up for it. Uh, well, how, how heavy is your vice? The not, not the one you There's, got, but your big reed. I think it's about two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And the one you bought? It's about two hundred pounds. Wow. And then there was a leg vice in there as well, which was about a hundred pounds. Solid. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, and you had a good visit with Cindy there. Uh, we didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Short. So. It was a short, short visit. visit. Yeah, yeah, it was quick. I stopped by and she showed me around the shop. She's got a sweet shop, and mm-hmm. her husband was husband was happy to show me around the house and like around the outside and show me the yard and all his projects he's got going on. It's nice. in a nice location too, overlooking uh, Kelowna from the from kind of the outskirts. It's not far in the outskirts. So they'll be within Kelowna district soon because this town's growing, growing like crazy. But at one point, a few years ago, they would have been like well out of Kelowna. So mm. pretty sweet. And yeah. I guess for the listeners, if you guys don't know who Cindy is, she was one of the first sponsors of Forge Side Chat. She operates Pritchell and Hardy and she kind of deals with VSM products and I'm not sure what she deals with anymore there, but uh, she showed me she had the, steel and powdered steel and yeah, her where she keeps all of her inventory was a 
pretty big garage and pretty stocked full of stuff, man. I nice, was like, whoa, nice. crazy. I imagine you got it when you're running a business like that, right? Yeah. 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 You don't want to run out of stuff. Definitely. Yeah. But that's not who's sponsoring us now. The person who's sponsoring us now is Maritime Knife Supply. Lawrence and Lee. And he can hook you up, man. He's got everything when it comes to knife making supplies the one thing that we really are happy that he's got that he he's offered a deal through us on is his uh even heat and paragon kilns and you can use the code fsc kiln so put that in the coupon code in the checkout save a 100 bucks on uh on paragon who got a paragon today well i guess today is thursday a nice big green machine did you see it oh yeah Nick. no no. Did you see it, Steve? Yeah, yeah Nick Tobin got that nice <laughs> yeah. custom colored. That looks awesome. It is so loud. It is yeah. like a, a kind of a lime green. Yeah, it's, it's his neon green color there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, loud. Cool. He sent me a video of it today. He uh, It was ramping up in temperature. It was like at 400 degrees. 14 15 16 17 18 19 and then it jumped to 421 and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what i didn't get yeah, it and yeah. then oh yeah 420 <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so awesome i'm sure he saved himself a hundred dollars by using that code oh for sure love you guys oh I don't I'm know what to do. Handsome lad again, pig in a hat. It's I don't know what to choose from here. I've got a Vancouver Island Brewing Broken Island Hazy IPA mm. or a uh, Mad Scientist IPA, which is from OGC Brewing Co. Mad Where Scientist, is? do it. I think that's what I'm going to go with. They're out of, uh, oh, One Great Brewing City or City Brewing Co. Blah, blah, blah. One Great City Brewing Co. That's Winnipeg. They were good. I like the one, last one I had from them. I'm gonna go for that one for sure. What's it? Uh, it said something about being a citrus, uh, intense, hoppy. Oh, geez, yikes! I like the hops, but I try to stay away from them. I get yeah. all blurry-eyed. My eczema starts kicking in, or I don't know what it is, but. It, it's not good itchy eyes red oh yeah, yeah. i forgot about that about you what about the itchy that's, bum yeah, that's from nuts <laughs> that had a weird pop to it it did well how is it that's all right it's all right it's all initial right. thoughts yeah it's cool mm-hmm. Good for a guy like me. Yeah, Anything man, else so. uh, happened this week, uh, Lyndon, in the shop? I guess you just you just got back, so yeah. Because did, did I it. talk about how I made an axe the night that I left, pretty much, and had it like tempering? We talked about it after we hit stop record last week. Did I tell you? Oh, so it was after we stopped recording. So I yeah. put it in the oven to temper. Yeah, I, and then I went to bed. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wake wake up in the middle of the night why the fuck is it so hot in here go upstairs and I, oh shit i left the oven on at 400 it was like three hours but is i i don't know is it bad is it bad for the steel to temper for 
too long. That's not that's not that bad. It'll be a little softer no, than you know. Three, three hours is fine. That's four hundred really an axe. Yeah, yeah. an axe. If if anything, you'd maybe want to temper a little bit hotter just to yeah or longer to make it softer so much right? impact definitely yeah. but i don't know if longer actually does anything mm. i don't know oh i need i need to learn more about tempering not what she said <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to listen to that again to catch it linden but uh i think you're i think you're safe okay <laughs> yeah longer is better possibly yeah. maybe yeah so what, what about you man what have you been up to uh well today was the first day in the last little while where i actually worked on some knives <laughs> it's been an odd i guess few weeks where i've been heading around the shop working on my surface grinder and yesterday i got it going today i was experimenting with it a little bit in the morning and then surface can or did the surface on a couple blades and went to the grinder and and worked on them so it was it was good so i got my 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 issue with the surface grinder was i purchased it being a 550 volt system which i obviously don't have in my shop but the idea was to pull the motor out and replace it with another one and build an adapter plate so that it would fit in there and all that. But I basically didn't have to do anything other than drill some new holes in the plate, tap it and bolt it down. And uh, it pretty much it fit in there just perfectly. I was super lucky. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, really stoked on it. Um, what's that? Gotta like it when that happens. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, the uh, the drive wheel for it though, I I did what you and uh, who was it? Is it Nick Welsh? No, Robert Dent. I think it was Robert. Yeah, yeah, it was, was Robert. Saying just drill it out, and I was like, okay, I'll try drilling it out. I I messed it up, man. <laughs> I drilled through it, and it it ended up. I don't know, not going straight down the shaft somehow. It ended up going off to the side a little bit. So now it's got a wobble to it. Um, oh, the machine oh, no. is so heavy, you can't feel it. But I know it's not going to do any good for that motor. So I ordered a new uh, drive wheel. Uh, oh, well, whatever. Worst case scenario, right? You fucked it up and yeah. Well, no, I fucked two of them up because <laughs> I found one. I had another drive wheel from a, an older grinder, and I was like, okay, well, might as well try this again. Drill it out, same same thing. I was like, damn it! <laughs> did you start from one side, flip it over, and go from the back side? No, I did not. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> no one explained that. <sighs> well, I guess I, I should apologize, maybe. Maybe you should have waited till some guy you know who has a mill came That's back what I said. He said, no, just drill it out. <laughs> you, wanted to oh, use well. a, you wanted to use my, my uh, lathe. The lathe, yeah. Yeah. I'd say to use the the mill. The mill? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Oh, well. 
it's either I've way. got a new drive wheel in the mail, TR Maker, hundred oh, bucks, hundred bucks shipped. Sweet. So not not a biggie at all. Aluminum as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. That's way yeah. easier on the freaking motor too. Yeah, this was it's like a dense plastic. Pretty light though. It wasn't it's not a heavy drive wheel. The aluminum okay. will be it, comparable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, versus like a steel one. Yeah. The driver was yeah. plastic. Yeah, it was like it's a heavy plastic with capped ends, but I I think oh, yeah. it had an aluminum core to it. I don't know. It okay. was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Old. Um looked it up probably from like 1920s that thing 1910 oh, okay. 1920s yeah it's it's freaking old but it's fully automatic you can uh the bed tracks left tracks right and front to back as well that's so, awesome yeah dude i was yeah. grinding one knife and had my other knife being on the on the surface grinder it was just going you just start it and it goes right to the end away. And it's way yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you've introduced who's on the other side of this conversation yet. Well, I mentioned Steve, but I've got his bio here. We ready for it? Well, yeah, do it. Okay. So today we've got Steve Dupra of Dupra Metalworks in the Forge. He's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Steve operates a custom metal fabrication shop where he makes tools for blacksmiths. He makes press dies, hammers, tongs, some of that stuff he'll make out of Damascus. And uh, he also likes making knives. So it's a, it's a local party. It's a social. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the man's got his fingers in everything, man. If you uh, pay attention to his work, he's a busy man putting out all sorts of different stuff. So, and yeah. and quality too, nice stuff. So, yeah, good day to you good. there, Steve. How you doing, yeah, man? Good day. How you doing? Yeah. Good, good, very good. What you been working on this week, man? Uh, actually, I'm just finishing up some press dies, and uh, today, uh, bar a feather Damascus. Cool. Pretty Sweet. much one order after Sweet. the next. Yeah. You were just saying that you had to get a whole new shipment of uh, steel in because uh, you're so busy with the uh, Damascus orders right now, hey? Yeah, yeah, it's been two orders a month. Uh, now it's way more than I'm used to ordering. But, wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And the orders that you're getting, are they just local or are they like Canada? Yeah, they're US? actually all over Canada. I've had a couple from the States and a couple in my Etsy store as well. So ship nice. off to wherever. Awesome. Yeah. It's and it's sweet. Is that a, uh, your primary marketing through Etsy or do you uh, no, I see it's on through Facebook? Facebook? Really? Yeah. Facebook uh, brings it all in. Yeah. Crazy. make a post about something and everyone's like oh how much nice <laughs> that's good cool. yeah I, i've heard from a few people that facebook seems to be a real good seller from like nick tobin really rolls off yeah. of facebook a lot mm-hmm. what about instagram do you find instagram seems to be a seller for you at all or yeah i get a few through instagram too yep cool Right on, man. I don't know. I don't understand the Etsy game. I haven't gone there yet. What seems to be what drives people to go to Etsy? Is it just some like a place where people find locally made artsy stuff, or yeah, I think it's like a handmade uh, 
you know, type of a place where you can find all sorts of things handmade or made by people at home and accessible to you it's through crafty. Etsy. Yeah, crafty stuff. Yeah. Crafty vintage stuff. Yeah, anything. Do you really get yourself cool. on there? Um, I've experimented with it, not not for blacksmithing stuff. Um, like a drug. Yeah, kind of. Uh, no, I I had I used to do some like flipping, thrifting, and flipping just random stuff, and had a, a little store on there at one point. But I I wasn't a fan of it. I sold a few things and just kind of abandoned it. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. I I think it was maybe because it's one offs, um, so you need to list and then sell it and then erase it and then list new items every time as opposed to having like i don't know a specific knife that you sell there all the time or uh, like right. your tongs yeah, yeah i put tongs and hammer blanks and i put i have 50 of them and it just goes until they're out and then it renews right okay cool yeah so how how hard is it for you to upload something onto etsy for sale that's pretty quick actually i do it right on my phone just a couple pictures write the information the size the weight pretty much good to go super yeah so they pretty yeah, easy to open account too or yeah you set up an account with yeah. an email and it's you know it's all free they charge you per sale and per listing it's like 20 cents per listing and then uh i don't know what the sale fees are but it's a percentage uh of every sales. So. Yeah, it's comparable to like eBay. Yeah, yeah. right. Like a or a Shopify or something kind of like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't use theirs. And how do people uh how do people pay you th- if if they buy something on Etsy, how do they pay you? Uh well Etsy transfers it right to my bank account, but you can pay however you want. You can pay with your PayPal, your credit card, your debit, whatever means you mm-hmm. like. Nice. So you yeah. have to give uh, Etsy or bank account information when you open up your account with them then, obviously. Yeah, you link your account to your uh, Etsy and they just do like a, like a deposit every two weeks. Huh. And, uh, or you can tell them how often, but I tell them every two weeks, just deposit whatever's in my account. And do they give you like a like a GST receipt at the end of the year and stuff like that? Or yeah, you get a full summary of everything. Yep, exactly. Nice. Interesting. Cool. Oh, hey, that's uh, good to know because I don't ever, I've never even looked at Etsy. So it's in, very interesting to know all this stuff. And I'm sure for our listeners, you know, it's good information in a way, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's some people out there that are listening. It's handy and easy to use. So. Cool. And, yeah. and so if somebody buys something on Etsy, you get a notification on your phone right away or is it an email thing? Or? Yeah, you get both. But uh, yeah, it pops up right on the app and lets you know is a sale and what it is and who it's going to. You get some interaction with the customer at all? Uh, you can message them. Um, sometimes they message me asking for specific details or, you know, modifications, changes, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool, dude. I, I just did a quick search. It's mostly used by women too. Eighty-one uh, percent of Etsy buyers are women, and nineteen percent men. So it's <laughs> an interesting way of uh, reaching out to, I guess, women who. I don't know what to get my husband for for Christmas for their birthday or whatever, and yeah, it's a quick access to, to like people to market. Actually, to. the most thing I sell in there is my hammer blanks. Oh yeah, 
Yep. Crazy. Forty-one forty hammer blanks every day. I'm selling. I don't know two, three, four of them for sure. Wow. Oh. Already punched or? Yeah, some punched, some not punched. Uh, mostly not oh. punched, but uh, the odd one someone wants punched. Yeah. Crazy. And how much are you charging for a blank? Uh, it's fifteen bucks for a three pound or four pound, and uh, it's twenty five bucks if you want it punched altogether. Nice. So cool. it's ten dollars. Damn, punch dude! Yeah. No wonder you're selling them cheap. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, you know what? I already got the forge lit. I just throw it in, punch it up, done deal. Yeah. I think ten dollars is a cheap fee for a punch, man. That's yeah. That's like no most of the work right there done for you, dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool, man. And what are you using to uh, punch? Are you using the power hammer or do you have a press for that? Yeah, I punch on the power hammer. Cool. Nice. Yeah. When you're punching your... Punch. Got yeah, some H13 uh, from this guy I know, this hoser. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. What did I hook you up with? Some of that three-quarter inch or one-inch round bar? Yeah, it was uh, three-quarter by, I don't know, two-inch or inch and a half, something. It was a rectangle... Piece. Oh, it's a rectangular piece. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I got that through. I can't remember I got that now. Bonin. Yeah, it worked or, out. Good. Oh, maybe. Or was it like the big thick chunk? It was a big piece with like a rounded top or something, like a half round on the top. Hmm. Oh, man. I, I can't think remember it was like three quarter or one inch thick at most. Somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, I can't remember I got yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah. that's my punch. Got... Yeah, How is it holding up? H13 is the uh, is awesome, but it's don't be fooled. It has to be cooled. Uh, it does, eh? Oh yeah, as soon as it gets red, it indents. It's done. Uh, yep, right it's, right. it's firmer than other steels, but it still will take dents and stuff. So I always cool every yeah. two seconds. So I don't let you, it at all. How do you yeah. mitigate that from happening? Water. <laughs> how do you stop? Water, yeah, yeah, water, yeah. You just uh, take it out, couple hits, take it out, dip, couple hits, take it out, dip. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be careful hardening, not to do it when it's red hot, right? Yeah, you don't want to. If it's super red, you will. You could fracture it, I guess, because it's an air hardening steel. So yeah. dipping it in water isn't friendly, but you do it before it gets too hot. Yeah, keep it cautious. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you have for a power hammer? Power hammer? I've got uh, <laughs> do I've got it, the you do it. Come on, let's hear it. What? You can uh, you do it, Lyndon. I can't. You can't bring out the cougar? No, I can't do it. <laughs> oh man. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can actually see it now. I can too. Yeah, you look. That's hilarious. Your baby face just went all red. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, what? What were we talking about again? Oh, the the girl that usually comes in at one point during the show. Oh, 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 her? Oh, me? Are you talking about me? I was just wondering. Were you boys talking about your your tools again? Because I'd love to hear about Steve's tool. <clears throat> I mean, Steve's tool. I want to hear about Steve's tools. Tools. Gosh darn it. Steve, tell me about your tools. Tell us about this massive power hammer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's, it's 
It's a 55 pound uh, Anyang knockoff hammer. Um, it's made by, um, uh, what is it again? Nanyang. <laughs> it's some Chinese it's brand. Nanyang. It's a Nanyang. <laughs> it's um, a wannabe Nanyang. It wishes it was because Nanyang does have a couple things that it doesn't have. But uh, okay, you know what? It works really good. It's fifty-five pound. It's uh, gets through everything I need to get it through, basically. So, pretty happy with it. For sure. Yeah. And how did you acquire? this um i bought it straight from the factory in china and did all the logistics myself and i was able to get it for about half the cost of buying one already in canada okay wow incredible it was a little bit of a headache a little bit of a stress because you're handing over thousands of dollars to some chinese guys but uh it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah, right? Jeez. Yeah. And you got it in here. Were there any issues that uh, installing it or getting into your shop? Did you dig a pit for it? For uh, you know concrete? what? I did. So what happened was I was told you can just, this weight of a hammer, you can just put right on your six-inch concrete pad, bolt it down with a rubber mat, and you'll be fine. Yeah. But I did that, and within about a week and a half, I had cracks running from both sides to my power hammer. Oh, uh, shit. So I went ahead and moved it aside, cut the pad out, and dug a 36-inch pit. And built a big rebar cage and poured the most high-strength concrete available with all the added, whatever they call them, fibers and stuff. Right, uh, right. Now it's sitting six inches higher off the ground, which is nice because it's a littler hammer, and uh, it's uh, it's solid now. A little bit more ergonomic, lifted up. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Not bending over so far. Cool, cool. And pretty much just plug it in, and you're set. Yeah, it was. Uh, t- I bought one that was wired for two twenty with a motor for two twenty, so. I had my electrician uncle uh, wire me up, and away uh, we go. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Doesn't come with a switch, though. I'm surprised. Uh, I guess most big <laughs> tools don't come with the actual on switch. <laughs> on and off, yeah. Yeah, it's just a plug hanging out the motor. Here you go. <laughs> cool. Hey, but, you got to have a, sp- a special s- style of switch for that, too, because uh, the amperage draw off the hop is pretty high usually for something like that hey yeah it's not a regular yeah. switch they're they're no robust. it was a bigger switch yeah it's a three horse motor only but it's still yeah it's too, still draws enough, enough i guess so it's got yeah. some draw yeah yeah 220 yeah, yeah like a regular switch will just it'll the uh whatever contacts will burn out on it if it's that that amounted going through yeah 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 right okay for sure eh (laughs) the emergency shut off right underneath it (laughs) what's the uh the throat depth on something like that uh this one is a little smaller than an yang i can fit uh eight inch 
piece of metal and still be able to hit it with a little bit of force, but mm. that's only giving it about an inch and a half of actual stroking movement room. So it uh, takes a little okay. bit to work that down. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's yeah, I like to stick to four shit. or five inches is not a problem for it. Like, yeah. So Rad, dude. making hammers perfect. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Yeah. I wish it was a heavier hammer mm. for doing that because – working a two inch billet of 4140 or block there is uh it's a decent amount of metal to move and if you had an 88 pound or whatever 150 pound it'd just be easier yeah, of course right <laughs> of course right Jeez, take off <laughs> sure this guy so when you're you know drifting the hole on a hammer do you have a little bit of a bolster plate underneath to hold the piece or how, what's your whole process for that exactly uh, well, I punch on the hammer and then I drift it on the anvil and then I do okay. all the other work back on the hammer. So gotcha. the drifting is the only thing that so, I do not on the hammer. And you're punching your billets when they're square, right? Or yep. oh, yeah, I square are you them, up them from first. round. Yeah. No, I square so them. So do you. Do you worry about the punch going through it all and contacting the anvil of the hammer, or do you have a kiss nope. plate underneath or something? No, nope. no. When I'm punching, I only punch halfway through and then flip and then punch the rest of the half, and then the piece falls out from the middle halfway through. So the right. punch never goes further than halfway through the hammer. Okay. Fair or enough. so, you know, a little more maybe, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Unless you, you know, give her a little bit too much on the pedal of that hammer and really throw yeah. her down. Oops. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what I mean, I right? Honestly, I really only use it on low and medium hits because if you push it to hard, it will flatten a two inch block pretty quickly and you overforge it in no time. So oh, yeah. really got to be patient with it. And when you right. say medium to low, you just mean like the amount you push the pedal down or is there an adjustment yes. that you can set so that it's not going past no, that? No, it's a adjustable pedal. So the more you push the pedal, the harder it hits. So right. when you first start pressing it, it'll start hitting lightly. And then the more you press, it'll just start hitting harder and harder. And, uh, and there's no stop that you can... Is there a stop you can set? Uh, I would think no. There's a stop for the other way so that you can have it hanging right when you start it. But you'd have okay. to put your own stop on, I guess, of some kind. But I wouldn't want to. Right. It's easy to control the pedal. With those types of hammers, It's that's the bonus of it, is that it's so controllable. Uh, you can close a matchbox without squishing the matchbox, right? It's Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I can move it down a centimeter at a time as it works its way down. So... It could kiss yeah, the metal like so fun. lightly, or I can press the pedal to the floor and wham! One crazy hard hit. Hmm. Oops. And are you holding your punch with tongs, or what's your... What, nope, how are you doing it's the a welded uh, shaft on it. Okay. And what yeah. holds it onto the, uh, to the hammer? Like no, I, it, hold uh, it, I hold the shaft in the other hand, and 
the tongs hold the hammer in the left hand. And gotcha. <laughs> I see. I see. You hold the you hold the shaft in one yeah. hand, hey? Yeah, one handed shaft, yeah. and then yeah. uh, <laughs> easy there, boys. Yeah, one hand on the hammer, one hand on the shaft, hey? That's right. That's right. Got to take it slow. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> There's a joke here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm searching. I can't find it. <laughs> All I have to do is look at your shaved face and I laugh. That's funny. Oh, yeah. dear. I miss oh, your dear. beard. I miss your beard, well, bud. Okay, the reason why I shaved it, right? This past weekend, I was out at a, at a friend's place out in St. Anne. They've got like... Uh, the, okay so my buddy's dad built himself a log cabin but it's not our log house and it's like it's a freaking mansion pretty much it's just gorgeous and we did this murder mystery game that happens at a ski lodge and on the cover of this game this box it's the ski lodge and it looks exactly like my buddy's house so we're like it's we've got to play it at your parents place and they're gone I don't know, Cancun or some tropical area. So we uh, we all went to their place and we all had character roles that were assigned ahead of time. And I was the cowboy. So I went to my dad's and borrowed his cowboy hat and the, the string tie and, and the belt buckle and all that. So all night I spoke with a Texan accent and uh, had the handlebar mustache <laughs> for the night. It was, uh, it was a hoot. It was a lot of fun. And then got home and decided, all right, I don't, I don't want the handlebar mustache. Let's get rid of that. So I just shaved it all off. And wearing my mask today in the shop though felt really nice. Good nice. seal to the face. No uh, nice clean boogers at the end of the day. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Grow it back or keep it short. Probably keep it short for a little while, but I don't know. I kind of miss it. How long does it take you to grow a beard like that, bud? Well, like a month and a half, maybe. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's nice. Very long. Yeah. That's all right, eh? Definitely. Cool. <laughs> oh, that sounds like it was a good time, man. I don't know. It was great. Yeah. it's uh, It was four acts. So we did the first act where we kind of were kind of introducing ourselves. We discover who uh, who who died. And then it's trying to figure out who who killed who. So on each card that the characters receive, there's just like information that we have to say and then information that we only reveal when we're asked. So it's like a web of questioning that happens between everyone. And we investigate and ask questions a little bit. And then we take a break, have a beer, eat some food, and then go to act two and and so on and so forth it it was great i had a great time lots of laughing hmm. lots of laughing i'd do it again for sure hmm. sounds like quite the sex party bud yeah well at the end no <laughs> <laughs> so you know what man um i'm kind of interested to know sorry i this is like 
we went off topic, back on topic, back off topic. But I want to know with Steve, like, where did this all start, dude, man? Like, how old were you? What got you into this? Why? Where? When? Who? How? What was your... Nope. Nope. That's Justin's question. Tell me about these beginnings, though. I want to know, how old are you and why? Uh, I started in 2013, and uh, I was running a little machine shop in my basement with my lathe and some basic stuff, and uh, Forged in Fire came on TV. (laughs) Hmm. And I got hooked pretty quick. I wanted to make knives and, you know, experience the forging and... I did. I made all my tools and I made my forge and grabbed a piston from, I don't know what it's from, a big train piston or something. That was my anvil. Oh, oh rad. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. How big was this piston? It's a six inch round wow. piston. Yeah. I don't know what it's from, but it's got a a pinhole in the bottom of it and it looks like it's a piston. It's got the X hatching on the sides of it. I just don't know what it's from. You still have it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds like a cool piece to have in the shop, man. That's right. That's awesome. Cool. Well, it almost sounds like a a bladesmith's anvil is often like just a flat surface on the top of anything. So that, yeah, exactly. That's ideal for starting my leather working shop and, now it's for leather stamping and doing that. Cool. Super. Sheath work. Do you do much leather work? Uh, just my sheaths and stuff. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So 2013, you're working out of the basement of your house. You got, you got yourself a lathe. Yeah. What did you do for a forge? I took an old compressor, that porter cable, red, round, little pancake thing. And I used that as my tank. And I made a homemade refractory from, uh, what is it, plaster of Paris and silica sand. Oh, no way. And I'll tell you, it actually works really good. How long uh, did that last? I, I ran that thing for, I'd say, six or seven years. Wow. With a single oh, no burner way. that I made myself, like a homemade uh, venturi, and uh, yeah, it worked really good Crazy. actually. <laughs> that's Hot cool. enough to weld, so that's uh, what mattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding! Yeah. Holy crap! How? What was your first anvil, Linden? Oh, dude, it was a. Uh piece of 4140 cut off from i don't know where i got it to be honest sorry not anvil forge forge what was your first forge my bad oh, um pretty much almost what i've got now to be honest okay it was a yeah, little it's bit a nice little design it was smaller before the first one was a bit smaller yeah, I can't remember how much smaller, but it was, and it was only using one inch bricks, and oh, they were Canadian the ones. Tire. No, they weren't from Canadian Tire. They were from somewhere else, but they were essentially the same quality as the ones from Canadian Tire. So they they turned to glass, essentially melted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? oh, so wow. then that forge got rebuilt into what I have now, and then the burner started to. F- 
disintegrate mm-hmm. like mm. a, like where it welds onto Steel. the body yeah. yeah so i just started putting layer after layer after layer of weld around it and around it and around it. And around it. <laughs> That's why it's like that. <laughs> There's probably about 13 layers of weld on that thing, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I had a few beers one night and I created a bee, well, it looks like a beehive. Yeah, yeah totally. That's pretty cool. I don't know. Nice. But yeah. Did you make them yourself, both those forges or? Uh, the first one was with my buddy Scott, and the second one I made myself, yeah. And now I'm making a third one. I was in the middle of getting ready to weld it all together, and I ran out of welding gas. So I've got more welding gas now, and well, I was out of town for like a week, so I'm back now. And yeah, back in action, yeah, This baby. weekend? Well, I, fin- I don't know if I'll finish it, but I'll work on it more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I had a lot of reflections on my trip about how much how much my family needs more time like from me though, man. Like mm-hmm. I really like I saw a lot of like kids on the ski hill with their parents and stuff and kids in the airport with their parents and stuff. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> my family yeah. should have been here with me. This I, I was regretting uh, the decision that I went by myself a lot. But yes. at the same time, I wouldn't have been able to throw down like i did with the family there so yeah, we got tough. some heavy heavy riding in dude it's like good. four days straight of like backcountry deep powder cliff right. drops jumps like good oh stuff. man dude it was amazing man it was so good my buddy that lives out there knows the goods so he was just like it's like every run duck under the rope and further and further and further and nice yeah like oh wait if we like duck into over here no one goes i found a spot where there was like no one and he was like yelling at me get out of there don't go in there it's dangerous and i'm like I rode out fine. I was like, man, it was awesome. And I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. Don't go where I tell you not to go. And I was like, ah, well, that's me, dude. Uh, yeah. But he was worried that like there's like lots of broken trees in the area I went. So there's a lot uh, of like hidden stuff that you can't see. But they just literally got like, oh, man, it was 22 centimeters a couple days before I was out there. Sweet. like 13 centimeters again like the day i got there then 15 then 10 then 10 it was just like wow. yeah it was yeah. good days man good days lucky yeah you've got a family steve i do yep yeah. i've got a wife and a six-year-old son nice nice has yeah. uh has your kid been in the shop or is he interested in that kind of stuff he is just starting to. He's a little more interested in Minecraft right now, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, he's been telling me he wants to go hit some more steel. He's been out there, and you know, don't want to push it too hard on him. No, I get that. Yeah, my kids are like super into Minecraft as well when they're yeah. young, and there's they still play. So when they're fifteen, yeah. sixteen, so. It, it it won't stop necessarily. That's right, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh you do some 3D printing. Does that interest them as well? Or him yeah, as well? Definitely. Yeah. I've been printing them lots of stuff. I got uh, all kinds of, you name it, I'll print it. I got a little laboratory going and uh, 
six printers, seven printers now. Wow. Holy smokes, buddy. Yeah, it's another side business. Lots of orders, just print, print, print. Yeah. Through Etsy again or? Etsy and uh, also through Facebook and people I know that uh, are interested in those kind of like figurines for Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Warhammer and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I was buying a bunch of that stuff at one time, but. Yeah. Gosh. I got to a point where I was just like, dude, you got too too much stuff on the plate. Cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Makers. Makers got to make. Oh, the maker side of it's mm-hmm. awesome. That's not what I'm talking about. I was the buyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buying too much of that stuff and I'm too busy working to use it. Mm. So it's just sitting there collecting dust. And I'm like, why yeah. are you buying more when you're not even using it, guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no oh, good. Gosh. So you got yourself this um, forge built out of a compressor. You built your own first, your single burner yourself. It was, uh, was it Forced Error or Venturi? Just a Venturi. Yep. Nice. Built myself off of a YouTube video that looked pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and then where did you go from there? What was the next steps in building your business? Uh, you know what? I basically started for many years just building knives and giving them away as gifts and, uh, you know, uh, birthday presents, whatever, anything like that to friends, to family started selling them cheap, you know, to original first customers, you know, just to get going. And, uh, yeah, as the years pass, you know, I feel that I'm not going to be able to sell it for that cheap anymore because you put so many hours into it and you all know what I mean. It's doesn't really pay the the hours you put in. So, yeah, no, I think you get better with time and get more efficient and that's right. like make tools so that you are quicker <laughs> yes exactly but, man, figure out what you need yeah. and yeah. you buy yourself a big power hammer but then <laughs> you still have to pay for your power hammer so prices don't necessarily go down yeah especially when you pay for half of it up front <laughs> i've been to your shop though and i've seen what you've got for a shop now and you i'm sure you didn't start with that right no, I my first shop was in the basement of a house I was renting uh, on Regent. You guys would know, uh, and uh, basically I would had a garage and I'd pull my forging stuff out of the garage, set up in the backyard, and forge all night, yep. and then put it away at the end of the night. That's how I did it there for many years. Uh, I was there for nine years. Uh, yeah, at least nine years. So. Cool. Crazy. Well, you hear so many stories of people starting that way where oh, I can't blacksmith in the winter because there's my yard's full of snow. And oh, no, I uh, smithed in the winter. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or people setting up their tents in the backyard so they can keep yeah. the snow off their, their area. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever works, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Got to get to it. And then, uh, then when I moved to this house here, it didn't have a shop or anything and my wife wasn't going to let me set up in the basement here and honestly didn't really want to because I'm getting more into welding and forging and you know it's growing to a more toxic environment that you don't want in your house so yeah I uh, went ahead and built a 12 by 22 uh, garage shop that uh, has a 10 foot ceiling 
and uh, nice, fully heated, insulated. It's pretty nice. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a problem at first because I didn't have good ventilation, but once I got that figured out on top of the forge with a nice hood, now it's uh, I can forge in the plus thirty, and it's only plus thirty in my shop, so it's doesn't wow. really get any hotter than it is outside. Hmm. But there's a lot of flow, a lot of airflow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin's wondering. Yeah, I'm in like, the, in I the winter, the it's uh, <laughs> almost the opposite, but I can forge in the winter and it'll be 15 degrees Celsius in the shop. It doesn't That's matter if it's awesome. minus 30 or 40 outside, it's yeah. 15. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. If you're moving yeah. around and wearing a good sweater. Yeah, you could go to the cold side where the ventilation's in, or you could go to the where the forge is and get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Cool. Speaking of toxic environment, oh. I want to do my shoutouts, and one of my shoutouts, I've got a few tonight. Um, last week, I was talking about Cody Ironworks, and he put out a couple of videos on uh, TikTok this week talking about white metal fever and he actually reached out to me he's like yo you've got a podcast you should actually mention like galvanized steel in the forge and how awful and how like hazardous to your health it could be he has two friends that i think had passed from uh exposure um, oh, in shit. the past yeah mm. yeah Yikes. and with so many new people getting into blacksmithing it's it's definitely something to be careful with you've got uh galvanization we, we've talked about it i think in the first episode with jake james um how he was looking for good sources for like galvanization um and what yeah. it does is it protects the steel or the metal your, your ironwork. Um, but once it's galvanized, you don't want to be tossing it back into the forge because you can get uh, really sick and not, die. Not indoors anyways. If, yeah. you're out, well, if you're outdoors and you're not close to it, you can get away with it. But I think, the, yeah, yeah, I guess outdoors would be good or better. Um, but if you're in any indoor setting, um, you don't want to be That's forging terrible. with anything galvanized. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, cutting items that are galvanized isn't so great. Welding is a little bit worse, but in the forge is uh, really bad. Well, welding is terrible as well because yeah. the problem yeah. with welding it is your face is right over top right of it. Your face, yeah. Yeah, your face is right over top of what's smoking. I, I think he had mentioned the bricks may actually absorb some of the fumes of like the gal galvanization. I could see that. Yeah. And uh, it will off gas on your next firing. So it's, yeah. it's something to, yeah, you, you want to be careful. Just don't, don't forge anything with galvanized steel. Um, if you don't know what it looks like, search it up. And, well, uh, the thing with galvanized steel is there's like a lot of people don't even know what galvanized steel is. That's what I'm saying. Do you know Surge. what do you know what galvan what galvanizing looks like? Myself personally, like yeah, little little squares or little like misdirection pattern kind of. Yeah. You, it's easy to identify yeah. on like 
fencing, like metal fencing at like schoolyards and stuff. Yeah. That's what I remember seeing it as a yeah. kid. Chain link, most chain link fencing is galvanized. Yep. Right. Some and sometimes it'll have like little, little spiky points where it like didn't galvanize properly or, or whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah. Where it drips. Yeah. yeah. So what galvanizing is, is it's a hot zinc dip. And when they do it, what the fuck was that? Oh, baby. Keep going. So uh, it's a hot sink dip. And when they dip it in there, you actually, like, if, if you're um, zinc dipping um, something that's like square tubing or round tubing or whatever, and it's welded shut on the ends, they they will tell you you have to drill holes in it because if you don't, it will cause an explosion. So it's hot. Yeah, because of the, the pressure that happens when it when it gets dipped in the hole. Oh, well. Yeah. And hmm. then the holes have to be large enough that the galvanizing can actually drain out of it drain. as well. Oh, man. Yeah. So Crazy. there's, there, there's a, a whole process to understanding how galvanizing works in the first place. But the way you can really tell with uh, zinc galvanizing is the majority of the time is the, the metal almost looks like it has like a like a dull look to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't rust nearly as much. If it rusts, it kind of will rust in like spots or whatever. It'll start getting like pit rusts to it. That's the majority of the, of the rusting you'll see. And usually those piss, pit rusts are um, weld spatter left behind. That, that'll cause oh, okay. the beginning of rust pots because it, it gives a, a raised spot that doesn't get as much galvanized coating. Did you know that with painting and galvanizing that sharp corners are your number one spot for the th that that's going to be the thinnest coated area is a sharp right. corner because the paint runs off of that corner down the slopes off of it away from it right makes sense yeah so with galvanizing area. galvanizing is actually pretty hard too you can't like scrape it off with just like a knife or anything like that. But at the same time, it's, it is soft because it's zinc, right? So if there's like a glob on it or something like that, you can, it'll dent very easily. It'll, okay. you can, you know, chip into it with like an ax or something like if, if you have zinc, it, it's pretty soft stuff. Right. But the, from what I know, if I, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty damn positive. The best way to get it off is soak it in vinegar. Hmm. That's what I heard. Vinegar. Yeah. Wow. That's not yeah. hmm. cool. Yeah, because you could you could just throw it in the campfire. Like if you've got a big bonfire area in the backyard, just throw some galvanized steel in there, and it'll burn it off. But the problem with that is, is you're going to pull it out, and it's going to be all rusty and whatever. And I mean, honestly, for what you're going to get, that whatever it is that's yeah. galvanized out of the scrap end, don't don't bother. Yeah. Don't even bother with it's that crap, it. man. It's not. It makes your marshmallows taste weird, probably, too. <laughs> yeah, you don't hot cook over that same fire. Yeah. Same that's, time, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the brush fire that you just burn shit on. You yeah, don't cook yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to keep going with my shout outs. Um, Sorry. I'll go with the sticker feature for the week. Style Dog is our sticker feature. He uh, picked up some stickers a while back. Mr. Um, Landry. Yeah, Jim Landry, and going on to his feed, I'm seeing uh, a really sweet hammer rack going around his anvil, some pictures of his dog, cool dog, and uh, some nice leather work, some really solid knives, so I invite you guys to uh, 
go check out his his feed and i'll uh, link some pictures on the fortside cat fortside chat instagram page as well and then i'm shouting out neil warren of maximum maximus knives uh this week i was uh on instagram sent me an invite to join him live i joined him live we chatted for a little while he's working on i think it was like 15 or 16 knives that he's trying to finish for beginning of april or something he's got a knife show and he's like man i gotta get these knives done i've got the show coming up and i was like holy shit that's so much work um but i'm sure he's gonna do his best to to bang him out seems like a super nice guy uh, and uh invite you guys to uh check him out as well some some nice sanmai knives all sorts of uh knife goodies cool yeah cool. oh and we sold some stickers today travis bremner thank you very much your stickers are in the mail and my final shout out dk smalls Dustin Smalls out of Saskatchewan. He did a draw this week. Thousand followers on Instagram. And uh, he was doing a draw for a nice big chunk of uh, wrought iron. Like a big link of chain. Big chain link, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who got it? No. This guy. This guy. Oh, sick. It's in the mail. I'm going to be able to mess around with that. Maybe try making some of these hipster Damascus hammers. That uh, That was rigged. That was rigged. It sure was. No, I wish. (laughs) If I could rig stuff, (laughs) I'd be winning shit all the time. How much did you pay for that? Nothing. Yeah. Tagged a few people in his post. Sure. And uh, got the win. Take off, you hoser. Yeah, yeah. That's actually something, Steve. You're making these beautiful hammers as well. Yes. Um, That they're the last one that you just posted looks beautiful. Yes, thank you. What uh, What are the faces on that thing? Uh, That one is a wrought iron wagon wheels stacked with fifteen and twenty in between each layer. Okay. With 1045 hammer faces welded on. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. It's a a two-pounder, that one. So. Oh, that's nice. Why are you putting the uh, 15 and 20 between the layers? Uh, Just to put a shiny line in between the rock. It's a little feature. Yeah, that's cool. It's nice. A little bit, a little cool addition. Yeah, a little something else in there. Then you're etching somehow? Yep, then you etch it in fair chloride and, uh, and then I oil it up and that's it. No Solid. coffee for those guys. They go too dark. Oh, they do, eh? I find the wrought iron goes really dark, yeah. So. Ah, I've never tried the coffee on the rot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Have you experimented with the wrought iron or linden and hammers? Uh, no, with hammers, no. Not with hammers, no. no. You made a couple like skull heads. Right? Yeah, I've kind of played around with it a little bit. Not enough yeah. to bother talking about. Don't okay. bring it up. Don't That's bring not, it up? Yeah. <laughs> Splitting? <laughs> no, I just honestly, I have like so okay. little experience with it that it's just, yeah, talking to me about it is like talking to freaking... Oh, 
you're lacking experience. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, one, not day, the... one day we'll be able to tell us all about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Isn't well, that's a Sugar Ray song, isn't it? One day. Maybe. Uh, I would sing I it if I would sing it if I could, but I can't, so I won't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's next in the shop, uh, Steve? Um, what projects you have coming up? Next, uh, well, actually, I've got a couple more bars of Damascus and uh, another set of press dyes to do. And on Saturday, I'm doing... Uh, mosaic Damascus lessons. Oh no way! Yeah, my first time doing lessons for for Damascus. So sweet. Who's yeah. uh, who's coming so in for gonna, that? Gonna, I got um, a local Gage Bond. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, he's gonna nice. come down and learn how to do some mosaic. Nice. He's yeah. a good dude, man. I like him. You guys yeah, are going to yeah, get along great if, if you don't already. Oh, yeah. No, we're already buds. Uh, got some wood off him in the past and uh, hit it off from yeah. there. Oh, it's that kind of relationship, eh? He's coming to give you some wood, eh? <laughs> no, he's coming to give me some <laughs> rot. He's got some. He's got the he's got rot stable. Uh, well, stabilized wood, though, dude. Yeah. Like a stabilized burl hybrids, man. He's yeah. got some good stuff. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. one of got all my stuff for uh, Can Iron. That's right. Hey, Gage. Oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> it's been a while. I went to his place, man. He's got a nice shop, too. Good yeah, location. Headingly. Yeah, out in Headingley. Yeah. Just yeah, west of Wood. Like isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he told me in Pretty that area. There. Yeah. 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 So, all right, so you're going to be giving a lesson on mosaic. What kind yeah. of tips could you give our listeners? Because I don't think we've ever talked about mosaic Damascus with anyone. Not unless you want to go back to Can Iron, dude. Yeah, yeah, like Mareko Mamasi and then Steve Dupra. <laughs> yeah. And, and you could always yeah. check out Can Iron if you go to caniron.ca, right? Yep. And big think, Anvil big is the password. Awesome. And you could uh, access that that video. Yeah. But sure. yeah, a couple tips, man, because that's something now that I've got my, my surface grinder, it's something that I'm like, ooh, I could get things nice and square and perfect. And yeah go down that that rabbit hole a little bit but at the same time maybe not i i don't know much about damascus really but um pretty simple and straightforward when you get down to it um obviously keeping it extra hot and uh making sure you get the good forge weld right off the start Mm -hmm. but as far as like making patterns and stuff Okay. Uh, well, I mean, for mosaic, typically you make yourself a pattern block, like a straight pattern block of some kind. Maybe reforge it on a forty-five so that you get your pattern on an angle. And oh, then, what do you mean, reforge it on a forty-five? Uh, like, take your square block, stand it up on a forty-five, 
and then forge that square, forge it down to a square again so that the square that you had rotates 45 degrees. Mm -hmm. Oh, why are you doing that? Well, the pattern will go from a straight linear pattern to a corner to corner pattern and you'll get a little bit of movement out of it. And then what you can do is you cut that into four and you stack them uh, in a four block pattern, two and two side by side and point all angles of your uh, pattern to touch each other and continue make a new square within the pattern. Right. uh, So that, yeah. So that all four corners touch each other and then you forge that back down and you basically, that's, the principles of any mosaic basically okay so that would be like the most simple way to get something that looks interesting now when you're taking the four pieces and putting them together in the pattern that you explained are you welding them together before you forge them again i I tack weld corners when i'm doing Mm -hmm. any forge welding period the least amount of foreign metal the better so i see lots of people welding the entire side or all the way around you have to grind all that off you have to get that out of there so i put all my tack welds on the ends of the billets where you're going to cut it off anyway and just a super light tack it's just to hold it till you tap it at the forge welding heat and then it's solid so you really don't need much extra strength holding it together yeah what about if you were to to TIG weld it together and you just fuse the metal together and didn't add any filler. Could yeah, you get away with doing that? That would be a good way to do it. Yeah. W- would that distort the pattern on you? If you have a pattern in your steel, I think it would because you're yeah. going to be melting and fusing the the metals, right? So they're going to become liquid and then reharden. That's sort of what the TIG weld does, right? It's it's pretty. It's pretty refined. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's yeah, I've kind never of done was... anything like that to experiment. Yeah. You know, to know for oh, sure. You're, you're always welcome to come over and try out my TIG welder if you want, bud. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, man. I, I, I do want to get a lesson off of you as well. So, so you got to get can, that press going, Lyndon. Then maybe we, get, we can uh, do a little trade here. I'll teach you how to TIG weld. You treat, teach me how to do something. Perfect. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Right on. Look yeah, at that, eh? Making connections, For, forge, forging relationships, as Patty would say. Forging relationships. That's one of the weldings that I need to practice as well as TIG welding, so that works perfect. So uh, I can TIG weld, but just not very good. Look at me. I'm going to have to start the uh, – what's the, the school that everybody's talking about right now that Stephanie Hoffman opened? everybody's like all like oh my god it's the most amazing school because she teaches tig welding and mig welding and everything and you get projects and the school itself is like cool because she's got it all like decked out with like neon signs and stuff like that and it's and and it's stephanie hoffman she's freaking rad dude and a babe and she's cool and she was one of the judges on metal (laughs) masters metal what is it metal shop masters oh Okay. Right, so I mean, who wouldn't want to go take a lesson from this awesome maker? girl? Like Ooh, she's yeah. super awesome, yeah, and and she's also like the face of the AWS. What is it? AWSL or ASWL or something like that? American Welding Society. Oh, okay, 
Yeah, she's like the one of the head people in the in the group now, or one of the reps for them. So okay, um, she's awesome. But so like, I, she, I know who that is. So, but if, I, I've got a question. Okay, what? Jimmy Deresta. He was oh on god. the Workport podcast. Oh my god! Who is dude. this guy? Oh because fucking god. He, <laughs> are you fucking serious? Yeah, because like they're talking about like oh, oh my, my god. god, my kid knows who Jimmy Deresta is, and like oh dad, can you ask him this question? And I was like, how do the kids we, know who Jimmy Deresta is? Like, we I've, just lost followers. I've heard the name before. <laughs> I've like does he like does he have a TV show? Like are you fucking I I live I under know. a rock. I live I under know. a rock and I know who he is, dude. It's cold, man. I'm it's Canada. I'm trying to like avoid polar bears and like my igloo doesn't like get that good of a signal, maybe. Well, what I've heard <laughs> them, but I don't actually know who he is. But I've right. heard them. Yeah, is it more of an American thing? Well, he's definitely huge in the American scene. That's for sure. Where? Okay, so Jimmy's like an all-around maker. Um, right. Kind of started off more in the carpentry scene, if you would say, and he's had like multiple different is TV he, show stuff going on. Like, okay, he's had his own series before. I think one of the yeah, series he, he had was on called Netflix Hammered. right now. Yeah, he's right. on Netflix right now with uh, what is it, Making Fun? Right, right. And it looks like a kids show. I didn't. I didn't. Oh no, dude! It's it. it's great, dude. It's is awesome. It good? Yeah, yeah. It okay. starts off with him talking about how he hates kids. Okay, I'm so it's get like into it then. yeah, yeah. You'll like <laughs> ex teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't hate kids, but yeah, you know, you know. So I understand. Um, but he 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 got into the blacksmithing world as well. He's buddies with like fucking all the dudes, man. Like all the all the top name guys. He's like he's at Maker Camp. He's at um oh what's the other fucking event uh, that they had out that direction? I'm on YouTube, I think. Is oh, he, he's a, yeah, he's a, a big YouTube, he's yeah. a big YouTuber as well. That's where oh, he's really big. Yeah, he's where he started. Yeah, but he he started like with making stuff, and then he would get like these cool contracts to make like like the craziest weirdest shit, and he would make it. Hmm. And he's out in New York area, so you know, oh, yeah, there you go, right there, just like freaking what's his face from the fucking other flea bag podcast show that we don't talk about anymore. <laughs> do you even do you even listen to them? No, of course I do. I do. <laughs> I, it's been a, it's been a while. I'm try. I try, man. But I, like, I'm listening to podcasts at 1.3 speed, just so oh, that I can yeah. try to catch up on the shit, man. It's like, oh god, we've got yeah. so many well, friends now. I get a lot of time alone in the shop there, so I've always, I always have something playing in my ears. It's either audiobook or a podcast, music. But usually audio books or podcasts. It was interesting to see how little podcast time I managed to soak up on my flights. I don't know mm. what happened there, but I didn't. It was weird. Yeah, well, you're joining the Mile High Club there. Dude. Can you join it solo? <laughs> 
I told you not to tell anybody. What the fuck? It was pretty sweet because I had the whole back seat to myself. Like no one beside me, no one behind me. There was the steward. The stewardess were like our flight attendants. What do do they go by? Ding, ding. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you dim the lights? She, she, this one came to me. Okay. On one flight. One stewardess probably came to me like five, six times and was like, sir, you have to put your mask back up. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Leave me alone. I'm like back here by myself. God. Oh, right. right, Sure. Okay. Sorry. Put my mask back up. As soon as you walk off the plane, everybody starts taking them off. Yeah. And and then I'm like, okay, sure. Not a problem. And uh, another on the flight back, not once that I get told to put my mask back up. And it was like. There was times where I was like, it was like right down over my chin, not just like my nose open. It was like right down. I was like, oh, shoot, you're right, my mask. And no one said anything. It was yeah. nice because my phone was like the charge port on the plane ride home didn't work. I was so like, oh, no, my phone's going to die. I got nothing to do. The guy next to me was watching The Mandalorian. I was like, yes, <laughs> something to do. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. But hey, I got a couple shout outs because I got home and I had some stickers from a gentleman in Nova Scotia at Black Rock Ooh. Forge. He has bought in stickers from us at the past in the past. Adam Doherty. Nice. Yeah, man. So we've got a couple uh, you've got a couple stickers here waiting for you. I got them shipped oh, to my place. Thanks, Adam. And I'd also like to shout out Paul Kindred. Now let me just check my messages real quick to see if he said, yeah, sure, go ahead and talk about it. I don't mind because he's he's kind of got – he's doing something for me. And, oh. yeah, I don't know if he wants me to talk about it or not. So we'll see. I got a message from him. So what does he say? Oh, for sure, man. Oh, wait. No. Oh, for sure, buddy. <laughs> so who is it? Paul Kindred? Paul Kindred, yeah. If okay. you want to follow him on Instagram, it is Kindred Forge and Tool. Okay, cool. He's a he's a Canadian boy. I believe he's up in uh, North oh Northern BC. I thought he was yeah. Northern Alberta, but this gentleman makes really nice stuff, dude. As far as I'm concerned, and he posted a bunch of hammers that he had made. Um, that he had for sale, I think, or whatever. He couldn't decide what he was doing, and a bunch of people snagged on him. I was like, that Viking-style hammer, I've wanted to buy one. I wanted to buy one from Sam Towns real bad. I might still buy one from Sam Towns. But Paul's been kind of a bit of a buddy for me and the podcast and whatnot. He's hooked me up with a bunch of 1080 in the past. So I was like, when I saw that Viking hammer, I was like, I want that. And it's got Viking runes on it as well. Mm. It's like... I want that hammer. So make sure you put that in the show notes. What's that? His uh, Instagram. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. I, did I up, Did you update the show notes with all those names that I sent? I didn't mean to send them to you. That was just how I was. I, was I, didn't, I didn't get anything. You liked it. Oh, that's what that was. I didn't know what that was. Uh, I was like, okay. all right, cool. List of people. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh my god. Instructions why, might help. <laughs> why do I work with you? Well, it didn't I didn't mean to send it to you. I was taking notes and I was just like, who, uh, I, where do okay. I write this down? Because I don't yeah, have a yeah. freaking notebook thing on my phone because uh, I'm an idiot. And 
I am now drinking a a Vancouver Island Brewing Broken Islands Hazy IPA, and it is absolutely delicious. Well, I'm drinking a monolithic IPA from Barnhamber, and it's awesome. It's really good. I'm going to be blurry-eyed later, but no, I should be fine. One or two is not so bad. It's when I drink a six-pack, it gets itchy. That's what it gets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When we went uh, to British Columbia, I went on a hike there, I don't know, three years ago. I was like, yeah, all these other beers that we don't have in Manitoba. Awesome. So I was buying all these hoppy beers. I was hiking on the trail and rubbing my eyes. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't see anything. It's so blurry. <laughs> We're going on this huge journey through the woods. It was, uh, Do it was you take anything start. for... Yeah. Oh, dude, I took a few reactant and it it helped for sure. I'm doing my first aid at work right now. I'm the the first aider for our shop. So I get to renew my my first aid every couple of years. And it's always an interesting time uh, going through that and hearing about the different allergic reactions people can have. Did you know that strawberries is one of the things that people, there's one of the top allergens in the world? Really, eh? Nuts, shellfish. Yeah. Um, strawberries and bee stings. Bee stings. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Those are the top four things that people are allergic to in the world. Hmm. How crazy is it that strawberries is in the list? Because yeah. you don't hear about that very often, right? No. No. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, kiwis is high up there too. Kiwi. Yeah. Oh. I never Steve. even heard of that one. <laughs> you got any allergies? I mean, do you have any shout outs? Uh, no allergies. And uh, yeah, I got a shout out actually. I wasn't thinking about it beforehand, but um, my shout out is for Mike Janser. He's, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, he's running MC Knifeworks and uh, he hooks me up with all my steel and everything for my Damascus. He's got everything for. Basically everything for knife making. I bought my Kydex hardware from them. I got some belts from them for my 2x72. Sweet. G10 pins and spacers. Because he's servicing kind of like, he's in Alberta, right? Yeah. Or yeah, so he's servicing like Alberta, yeah. Western Canada. What uh, has yeah. his website been updated? Last time I'd been on there, it was still you know under under yeah, work. It's just about finished, and it'll have everything up there real soon. So I think you're, all right. Uh, the same message we heard uh, months and months ago. Yeah. But well, whatever. If you're getting good deals, right. yeah, yeah, awesome. Good yeah, to hear definitely, it. definitely a good place to look for uh, knife making supplies, metal, anything else among mm-hmm. the others as well. Cool. I'll have to check it out one day. Haven't been on yeah. there for for a long time. Is it is it Mike Jans or Mike Janzen? It's uh because, you know what? Because there was that CWB podcast and I thought that was the same dude, but maybe Janzer. it's not. No, it's Janzer. J-A-N-Z-E-R, Janzer. I was kind yeah. of wondering about that because the guy that was talking on the CWB podcast did not sound Janzen and the stories weren't connecting. Yeah. I haven't (laughs) listened to the full thing yet. I'm I'm in the middle of that one right now. So (laughs) two different people. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Mike actually sent us a bunch of stuff in the past for the guild, Manitoba Blacksmith Guild. So yeah, nice. Actually, I have uh, some micarta here and some like some uh, some steel, some rope, whole bunch of stuff for like knife in a box kind of kits here that we'll have to give away this summer to uh, sweet to some people that come out to the hammerins. Damn, damn, hoping I can get out to one of those this summer, man. Oh, dude, you better. Yeah, when are we gonna have the first one? Are you guys planning it already, or what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, stuff in the works there. There's a couple, awesome. couple that are soft, not solid yet. But uh, what, like locations for ones, or what? Yeah, yeah. Actually, all right. I want to talk about it. And and honestly, if anybody else, like other provincial associations, have events that they want to just want us to shout out like we'll do it every week calendar of like what's coming up in june july august i'd love to put and promote that stuff um whatever gets people together and and collaborating that's it's it's a big part of the craft that we've been missing for the last few years and such a great way to learn um so yeah the one we've got two in the works right now one for brandon so Derek Foster, he's uh, VP Brandon, and uh, he's got a, a sweet little shop there out in the prairies. It's it's such a nice place, and that's that'll be mid June, I believe. And uh, what's good about it is because it's in Brandon, it's a halfway point between Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, so we get people from Saskatchewan that come out and people from Winnipeg. Cool. So it's a great great way to meet people and then we're working on having one at fort gibraltar oh cool yeah so i just learned about this today actually um that that that's in the works so it's a it's a fort it's like where festival happens every winter and so like behind the big walls and uh all the like recreation village kind of thing so we'll see, we'll see what happens there see i knew you guys would do this shit man there's no there's no way i would have been getting us into fort gibraltar dude that's, that's chris. chris i knew I know. for sure i knew it was man but this is this is you guys needed this shit for sure man yeah well things are opening up again so it's uh pushing it forward yeah it's awesome Glad to hear yeah. it, man. So yeah, once again, if there's any listeners that are part of guilds or committees or whatever that are having hammers, hammerins, send a mess send us a message. Man, this beer's hitting, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Oh, we'll already. Eh? Oh my gosh, you're a hose head. Oh, tell me about it. Jeez Louise, eh? My kids tell me every day. They call you hosehead? No. Oh, that would be awesome. Be like, <laughs> Dad, you're such a hose head. You got it. Yeah. Here's looking at you, kid. You share the genes, so. Just you wait. Actually, my kid's taking like a structures class at school, and he's doing all sorts of drawings and schematics. And yeah. today he came home and he's like ah oh, the coolest thing today they got like this vr helmet where you can like 
simulate welding. And I was like, the little shit's excited about this, but he won't come welding in the shop. <laughs> My <laughs> wife's like, dad has that in the shop. You could actually learn how to do it in real life. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not interested. I just want to like do it in VR. Pretend that I know how. <laughs> Let's go stick some steel together, man. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to find something that he wants to make first. He likes, uh, he made a, uh, like a sword out of wood a few years ago. So I let him play with the rasps and the jigsaw and like, it turned out great. But, uh, yeah, he's I've got like, he's obsessive got... with projects and then drops it. Like I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I've gotten better with age, I think, but I get yeah. infatuated with like, okay, I, I think... got to do this. And then... I think it's a guy thing, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Maker <laughs> thing. He's definitely maker a maker. Thing. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. It'll come then. It'll come. One day, yeah, he'll yeah. be in that shop. Do he'll figure that shit out, man. He'll follow Maybe. daddy's dad's footsteps. I was gonna say daddy's footsteps, but that's like let's daddy. That's a daughter <laughs> thing, isn't it? Following daddy's footsteps. I don't know. My dad. I, I love that my daughter still calls me daddy. It's awesome. Oh, she's young. She's little. Five. Yeah, drink six soon. Yeah. It's interesting watching them grow up, man. It really is. I mean, it's uh, not a phase of life I ever thought that I was gonna go down and. It's really interesting seeing this stuff and I tried to haul my kid into the shop multiple times now and I this you know how we were talking about Jimmy Duresta and his show mm -hmm. I've got some wicked ideas I like I, I'm just like one more year I think one more year and my kid will be like yeah she's at that age where I'm gonna be like okay so I got this idea if we do this and she'll be like mm -hmm. oh that sounds cool yeah let's go do it boom she's into it right i hope so i hope so yeah. i yeah i was busy i did a lot of wakeboarding and stuff in the summer when i could have been doing that kind of stuff when they were younger and i don't know yeah like you on your trip there, kind of sad that you missed out on on some family time eh, kind of did the same it's, I've been doing it for the last five years, honestly, dude, man. Like summertime oh. comes around, they go to the wife and the kid go to the cabin. I stay home yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I got stuff to do at home, right? And mm. they're at the cabin enjoying the cabin in the summertime. And I don't know, there's more to that story than meets the eye. But yeah, dude, I, it's when they're young, it's like, I don't know, man. It's so weird because like I was at the grocery store today and I'm walking in and there's a kid that's probably two, maybe three years younger than my daughter. And I'm just like, shit. I wish I like had more of that connection to, to reflect time. on. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And, I, and you hear it from so many people too. Like it, I don't it know depends. how many people like, say that. Your dad, how was your dad with you? <laughs> And, and maybe that's where it stems from. Like my dad worked nights. My dad worked nights, and uh, for a good chunk of my youth, and we didn't have much time together other than summer at the lake. That was our time together, where we spent lots of time. And it's the same thing for me with the kids. Like I get home, or I used to get home, go work in the shop, and and do my own thing. 
so it's it was tough but uh i don't know kind of look back and and think oh but you know i'm tight with my dad very tight with them um that's good yeah yeah it's it's fantastic and uh i think maybe maybe that sort of stems from lack of connection when we were young mm. and you close kinda, you close with your parents steve uh, with my mom, yes. My dad uh, left when I was two, and uh, I met him again when I was like ten or twelve or whatever. Wow! Seen him at summertime for every year, basically. After that, and that's about it. <laughs> there's not yeah, much. I, mean, there. I think yeah, we I mean, talked about this before. Yeah, there's not much uh, relationship, but uh, he's a really good yeah. guy, of course. You know. But, uh, yeah. He's out there and I'm over here and we don't really talk very much. So it's hard to. How far away is out there? He's in Quebec. In, uh, yeah, well, that's far away then. Yeah, yeah, north of Montreal by six hours. So it's... Hmm. Yeah, see, my dad took off when I was five and then I'm not really too sure what the whole situation is as to what led up to it. But the actual hmm. happenings of it was pretty revolting to say the least and uh as a young person i grew a hatred for my father and that could probably relate to a lot of my adolescent issues right uh, um i think it was around the ages of 13 14 he tried to get back into my life and i was like very resentful to it until i was about 18 years old and then i kind of started to open up the doors and fall back into his life. And I came to a point with myself where I was like, you know, you just, whatever happened, happened. Like, I, I don't know what happened. And I still need to, to this day, I, I have to have that conversation with him one of these days, right? Yeah, that's going to be a tough conversation to say the least. Yeah. But there's a point where you get to where you just have to say like, where I had to say, I need to know who this person is. Like, I don't know him from a whole, I don't remember anything from under five years old at all. Like, I remember like, well, that's not true. I remember a couple things because there was this one time when I was like two years old and I went in the bush and I dug out a freaking uh, flower from my mom for her birthday. And it was like one of her most memorable moments. And that shit is, in, that's like burnt in my memory that, that moment. But other than that, other than five, under five years old, I don't remember diddly squat, dude. I, I, I remember the moment of waking up to the, the day that you left. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That was, that's a harsh one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I don't know him from a whole, I didn't know him from a whole and while I was like, I gotta know this guy. Like, you know, like who am I without knowing where I came from, right? And and kind of trying to understand like there's things about me. There's there's interesting quirks that I know they know they come from somewhere, right? And they don't come from my mom. <laughs> so I uh, I took the time to forgive my father and I got back into his life and good things, bad things, I don't know. Is it am I happy? I'm not I'm not I don't uh yeah, I don't have disdain for the fact that I went that route. I'm, I, I'm. There, there's happy sides to it. I'm glad that I've learned what I've learned and that I've seen what I've seen. I could say, I guess, it's helped me understand things. 
But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, I'm like, man, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, my my mom's always been there, and I'm happy for that. But uh, you know, I look at people that have real tight connections with their fathers, and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. None of none of my friends really have those really tight connections with their their dads. So I don't know if it's like a thing, but. I don't know, man. I, I met your dad. He helped you move one of those days there. I helped unload the trailer. He seemed like a nice guy. So, But that's uh, a, a one-hour window that I met him. So it's good that you can try to get past it and try to see eye to eye and whatnot. But Yeah, I suppose tough. so. That shit's yeah. tough. Can't yeah. imagine. God damn what can you do man that's life you know some people life is way harsher than that dude you know my dad could have been way less than that or or you know who knows right could have been taken man one of my best friends as a kid his dad died in a mining accident damn like yeah Mm -hmm. My my girlfriend in high school, her dad was paralyzed in a mining accident. Mm. All sorts of crazy shit happens in this world when it comes to the people that you love and the people that are in your life and the, the people that help you grow and stuff. And you, you don't have a decision on that stuff. And to be resentful on anything that life hands your way is the wrong it's the wrong way to take it because you're only creating um a roadblock for yourself it, mm. it's it's one of the things that i've learned through a lot of the readings nice. readings i've done with buddhism and, and stuff like that is that if you hold that resentfulness it it's that resentfulness is always there it's it's something that's like ingrained in you that you have to be resentful yeah. if you're not resentful then you've given up on on something give up on it who who the fuck cares let it go as uh as they say in, in the movie frozen and my daughter sings that used to sing that all the time let it go <laughs> no i just annoyed a, sh- a shit ton of people there <laughs> 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 oh we got it way too deep there man i'm sorry we we're not even talking about blacks no, it's good. Anymore. i like it i like it it's good good stuff yeah. I, because I think it could help someone, Lyndon. Because someone, someone out there might be like, you know, what? I've been mad for so long, and it's time to drop yeah. it. Good day. I need a break. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Steve, you still there? You're frozen on my end. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm here. He puts yeah, his heart good. on his sleeve. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that a little bit. So I can know what he means. Yeah. yeah. What's next for you? I'm In the shop? shop. Um... 
I've yeah. got three cleavers that I'm working on right now. I heat treated them Same. and I was doing some using my surface grinder again today. Yeah. 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 No I did uh, two of them, yeah. caught cool. them nice and flat. Although the magvice is so powerful that the warp in the blade will flatten out and it'll grind it flat. Really? And oh, then yeah. I'll flip it, magvice, and it'll flatten out. But because everything's nice and level, um, I can get it straight in the vise afterwards. So I had I'd made yeah. a three pin. Actually, I used uh, some tent pegs. Just I don't know, a few weeks back, a few weeks, probably a month ago. I was like, okay, I need a better setup for straightening out knives. I was working on a, a an Asuba, which was right. like just totally taking a left turn on it and just took tent pegs straight banged them in the vice and had them hanging there and then this week i saw someone on i think it was on tiktok again just like a blacksmith tip and they had made uh used angle iron and a piece of steel rod or metal rod just uh just so it hangs on to the vice better and i was like yes okay so i'm making that and i made that today but still they would want to like fall into the vice as soon as you would open it so i welded some chunks of steel onto it so it would like hang over the edge Get of back, the yeah. anvil so it wouldn't just fall in and uh yeah it, yeah, worked. it yeah. worked great worked really good and i put thicker rod nice. too so the vice is open a little bit more and that really helped to uh to heat up the steel quicker and uh yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's what I'm working on now. So I've got one with the bevels Sweet. ground. The second one I'll grind tomorrow and uh, get it nice and flat as well. So, or no, I nice. I ground it flat already. The third one. So I've got an interesting new one. I got to start uh, after I finish these Damascus bars. A customer ordered a custom die to do dimpling, oh. like um. You know, you see handles with the little indent, indents. It looks yeah. like rock shapes or... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I don't know what I can think of as dimpling or yeah, something like, like that, um, where it's up and down, up and down. Flint, flint napping? But for the handle? I don't kind know. Of like like a people grind them in usually with their little yep. die grinders, I think, and make like little angles. And this one's more like... Uh, you want to press that picture. into the blade? It's more like... Yeah, he wants to press it into the handle and the blade, yeah, so he can make that work and then just grind his bevels and all that forming of the dimpling so is already done. That random yeah. hammered texture look. Yeah, exactly. Well, but less random, more formed dimpling because mm. they're larger, Big like facets, uh, quarter inch ish. Uh, yeah, fa- okay. yeah, right, like facets. Okay, kind of. and they're like, are and they're specifically placed, like symmetrically placed. No, just side by side, side by side, just like a like a shell. Right. So, oh, yeah. but uh, somewhat like turtle shell, or like a you know, like a like a so stone not, knife. Yeah. yeah. So it's not random, though. It's not like all over the place. No, it's it is. It's everywhere, just kind of next to each other, all oh, okay. basically random, I guess. Just fully filled in, right? No gaps. Uh, where is that one? Oh. Too many people. 
Hmm. No more talking about dads on this show, okay? Sorry, dude. Didn't, yeah. uh, didn't mean to do that. I didn't yes, do did. it. I started yes, talking did. about my dad. I, I came up with this plan earlier today. I'll talk about my dad. So Lyndon talks about his dad. I know, I'm joking, but no. I love oh, you. No, it's because... I don't know if you can see this, uh, but... You're frozen uh, right on. now, Steve. I can't see anything. Can you see it, Lyndon? Nothing but your cute face, buddy. Oh, there uh, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah, so he wants something that's going to make those marks. Ah, it almost looks like fingerprints kind of pushed into the kind steel. Of, yeah, How like, you do that? Are you sh yeah. screen sharing right now, or what are you doing? Yeah, oh, my phone. Wow. <laughs> it was really clear. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were, I knew yeah. it was moving around and I was like, what? okay, wow. is this the. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. That's a neat pattern. Yeah. It's, so that's yeah. my next uh, neat idea. I like it because. And then this other guy wants one to make to make raindrops. Yeah. With. Nice. So he wants me to make like little quarter inch or half inch cones out of H13 oh. and weld them onto a flat plate so that he can press little cone divots like drilling into a Damascus so that you can get that oh, people. pattern. <laughs> you'd be, I guess you'd, I know how to no, I guess you pay it. someone else to do it and save time on on your end, but I I like making all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Exactly. But that that's one that would drive Call me insane. Steve and say, "Hey, how but much?" Since, yeah, I would I would much rather just weld on the cones using like a hard facing rod. Right. Oh, just completely yeah. weld it. That's just weld idea. it right in place. Yeah. Don't even freaking try else to would make you do the cones. Grind away? No, you try to make the little cones and then weld them in place. But dude, that's gonna be freaking next to impossible. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. That's gonna be a tough. Yeah, you'd one. have to. Did you see you, you it? Know, no, you you could. That's that would be the real way to do it is to mill it out. But you know what you could do is if right. you had a block of mild. And you made little quarter inch H thirteen rods, made them rods, and dimpled just the end of the rod, Ooh. drilled the block, and then welded them from the back side of the right. block. Oh, yeah, that oh, would work. That's a cool that idea. Would, that would be that would be, be the easiest way, right there. Yeah, plug weld them so. too. So on the back side where the rod comes out. You want to counter ca countersink that hole. Counter, right. yeah, like a bevel. Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't even yeah. have to be beveled. It could be. You could make it a square. Like if you use like um, a step drill bit, a step drill bit will give you more of a of a square mm. squared hole. Yeah, a clearance uh, yeah. area. Whereas yeah, right? if you use yeah. like a a bevel or a um, holy fuck. The, yeah, the bit that with a countersink bit. If you use a countersink bit, it gives you the yeah. degree that it gives you. Like countersink bits come in different degrees and different sizes, right? I don't know. Do you have any countersink countersink bits? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, yeah, yeah. yeah they are great for beveling holes, specifically for this 
application for welding from the backside like that for rods. It's it's a it's Mm -hmm. a great way for artistic blacksmithing if you've got like say like a a sculpture on top of a plate and you're like I I don't want weld on the plate. Yeah. Then you drill through the plate, bevel the backside of the hole, and weld it from the backside. Hmm. Welding tip. Nice. There you go. Knowledge bombs. Yes. Yeah. The MIG, MIG <laughs> tip, 0.35. Still, still a size I fat. use, man. The big one? No, that's 4.5. Four well, five. you can go bigger than that if you want to, but 4.5 mm. yeah. is like industry standard. Welder. I can I go 4.5 on yeah. my welder if I want to. I don't to, have a MIG. No, I thought you did. Nice. No, well, it died like last fall. Oh shoot! I've been. I've actually. I've. I've come down to the fact that maybe I should just bring it to your buddy there that repairs them and if, to Greg. Yeah, and if Let's you can give fix him a shout for, out, great for a cheap price, then I'll I'll get it fixed. If not, I'll just use the arc welder that I've got. Which Lush, honestly, I think I weld better with that arc welder than i did with that mig so are you serious well because it was flux core yeah 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 wait have you ever tried gas no never okay oh gas yeah. is beautiful Boy, boys oh, okay boys i got a tig lesson and a mig lesson and let's get the stuff rolling i'm gonna All give right. a mig lesson i'm gonna take lesson right. i can even give you a tig lesson too and i got two knife makers that are gonna come come over and show me how this shit's done there we go Let's we'll make a knife to get oh a three way collaboration, but don't don't invite a girl because I'd be gay. Wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> You're gonna get canceled, man. Yeah, that's cancel culture right there for sure. No, that was a joke back in the day that my friend made. Don't invite a girl to a circle jerk because that shit's gay. <laughs> like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> I love it. You're great. <laughs> oh, that was blind. No, that was the same friend that I just went and visited in uh, BC, in dude. Columbia. Yeah, oh, man. nice, dude. And oh man, Did it go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the joke came up again. How funny! Oh, I, oh, human centipede came up. That's what came up because oh. he's got a girlfriend, and then we started joking, and I was like, "Human centipede," but who goes in the middle? <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah, I think I saw the trailer and I was like, "This is an entire movie." No, not for me. You know, it's so so awesome. Is Steve's frozen in mid laugh for you right now? Yeah, that was way too loud. My my wife and kid have gone to bed already. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that's good. That's good. Well, what, that's what about you? Oh no, you're working on your forge. We we're well, talking I, about what's what's next in the shop, but you've got your forge. No, you know what's next in the shop is it's warming up, and I mm. get to start building shit now. I'm building on that back overhang. Yeah, I'm boxing in. I'm gonna put a grinding room back there. We're going to have a hammer in there, aren't we? I'm surprised you haven't talked to me about it yet. Just been... How big is your new shop? uh, Shop area itself is 26 by 38. 
It's got a it's nice. got a it's a sixteen foot overhead door. I've got enough room to park my truck and my tractor in there in the parking area. And then I've got my forging area off to the side with my welder and machine tools and stuff like that off the other side. But yeah, man, that's huge. Yeah. And then on the back of the shop that's built, it's built onto the shop is a 16 foot overhang. It's 16 by 38. Yeah, just overhang but part. it's all it's like exp- it's yeah. like exposed on three walls to the uh elements right so um yeah but it's still 16 by 38 overhang yeah, yeah. Oh, i know fuck. right it's That's huge. yeah i know just the overhang wow. itself is a shop and a half dude yeah i know no dude uh, so I That's think what I'm going to do stuff. is I'm going to box like completely like actually make it a shed in the back that I'm going to have a door going from the shop into back there and that'll be the grinding room. And then I'm going to have another door nice. adjacent to that or is adjacent beside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So b- next to that door will yeah. be another door and that, so I'll have two doors, one right beside another one will go into the grinding room. The other one will actually go into the overhang area. And then that area I'm going to keep as like a dirt floor. Um, but I'm going to box it in. I've got t- tons of material that I've gotten for free from scrapping that I've picked up. So I've got like all this stuff that I can box it in for free window. Like dude, these windows that I got from, um, uh, bus company. I got like twelve win twelve like four foot by four foot windows Whoa. tinted. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, tinted. so I'm gonna like sweet. put a bunch of tinted windows on one wall, and then box it in, and that'll be like kind of like the outdoor welding area per se, where it's like not heated. I might get a wood stove in there one day in the outdoor area or whatever, mm. but. That's where I'm going to keep the power hammers is on the dirt floor because then I don't have to worry about pouring a foundation for them, right? Yeah. I'll put them on wood slabs sure. and just let them rock on the quarter down. Big deal. So. Yep. Spike it in there. Yeah, exactly. Good. And then uh, have the coal forge running back there. And. Uh, nice. And, and you know what, man? That's that's like a small portion of my yard, and it's the shop is like almost two hundred feet away from the house. So, oh, nice! I'm not You're not going to bother your family. On, yeah. on the back side of my shop is like it's green space, so not bugging anyone, geez. not bugging anybody. Yeah, yeah. I nice. had my my stereo so freaking loud in there the other night, hammering away at like four o'clock in the morning. Normally, my wife would nice. like, I, and I was fucking hammering, dude. Normally, my wife would have been coming out there like, "You're gonna wake up everybody, blah 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 blah. You're waking you." I obviously woke her up, right? <laughs> Nothing, yeah, yeah. dude. Nothing. I, <laughs> I left the. I, I had my tunes cranked to the max. I even left the freaking man door open, and I went for a walk out towards the house. I got to the house, and I was like, "Yeah." I can I can hear it, but like, yeah, it, it's like a car playing their tunes in the distance or something, right? Oh, you think springtime yeah. or springtime when people open their windows, summer the AC goes on, windows close. Like, there's just a short window where you might bother people a little bit. 
my my hours is the problem dude my operating hours because i have a bad habit of operating from the hours of about nine o'clock at night till about four o'clock in the morning yeah 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 i gotta come over and do a a a full session one time like a late night session and crash Yeah, yeah Well, I'm gonna have a futon in the be- in the shop soon, dude. So there'll be place to crash. Perfect. I've got the beer fridge in the shop already. I'm gonna be putting in an outhouse in the back with its own septic tank. Really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I guess so. Why not? So I, shower and all, dude. I'm gonna have a. Sh- I, I, it'll be Man. set, dude. It'll be set. Your wife's gonna. Be like, I'm mad at you. Go to your doghouse, and you'll be like, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, did, I did not make you mad on purpose. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I've got video games in there. No. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, the, the the laptops in there. The so laptop. I mean, All right. if I want video games, they're there. Yeah. What about you, Steve? What do you do in the That's shop awesome. for entertainment? You got tunes in there, TV. Yeah, I got music. Usually it's just music. I got a TV in there too, but I barely mm. ever turn it on. I find uh, if I'm working, I don't have time to look at the TV, you know? Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, crank the music, usually death metal and just nice. give her. Buddy yeah. of mine came over when I knew he had this brilliant idea of putting can't remember what it was like hot chicks of some sort whether it was like a it was a fashion show i think that's what it was is a fashion show like chicks walking around in their bras type thing or whatever it's like we should watch this it'll it will be great background background keep hitting my thumbs dude (laughs) yeah i couldn't watch it yeah man i couldn't do anything i was so busy checking the tv at left right and center it's like dude we need to get work done here victoria's secret yeah so I threw on I just, I, snowboarding yeah, videos in the background. Plus, they would be movies. just as bad. No, there's snowboarding movies I've watched a million times, oh, dude. Right, right, yeah. I, but I still do. It's fucked. It's hilarious. A, a snowboarding movie I've literally watched like so many bloody times, yeah. and it'll still catch my fucking attention and yeah. distract me like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just that ingrained I, in I'm snowboarding. The same dude. thing with Wake, like yeah. Wake films. Yeah. Oh, wakeboard film would get me just as a uh, dude. I've seen some wakeboarding films. There's a dude from Toronto that was hitting some of the like, s- like not sewage stuff or whatever, but like runoffs. Yeah. And there was like cement features that he was jibbing on. Yeah. Holy freaking dynamite. It, it blew my mind, dude. Like the shit that wakeboarders do, like street stuff that wakeboarders do. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. that's that's scary blueberry dude it is yeah for sure for sure yeah it's not it's not a super common thing that's the crazy shit about it like the skateboarding street stuff that's that's skateboarding right yeah yeah street Uh, stuff or snowboarding but there's water (laughs) and they go bigger dude Yeah, like yeah. way bigger, like yeah. the drops and stuff that they do. Well, you're falling into water, so yeah, you fall, you fall. Right. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, less to worry about. Yeah, that. it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it can when that, hurt. When that wakeboard exit strategy. 
when that wakeboard catches all of the force of your body falling. Oh, damn. Yeah. I felt like it's fine. Yeah. Or your yeah. arms. Did yeah. my arms just pull out of my body? Holy crap. Yeah. 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 My mother-in-law deciding that trying to take the boat as fast as possible with me behind it on the wakeboard was a good oh, idea. Oh, God. <laughs> it was fun until I fell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could have yeah. just let go, though. Well, I could have, <laughs> but I didn't. I was trying to ride it out having a fun <laughs> time, <laughs> eh? I mean, what's having a time if you're not having a time? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. reminds me of GT behind the snowmobile. I had a buddy who just like faster and faster and faster and faster. And it was just like, if I can't let go, cause I'll roll and die. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I have no choice just to hang on and like drop my head into the like steering handles and just like hope I don't oh, hit a bump. Dude. It was just going like, so fast and i was oh man i was pissed off when we got pretty much how i learned yeah it's pretty much how i learned how to snowboard was behind a snowmobile yeah same here that's funny but yikes funniest story that you made me think of one night me and my buddies were like we're having a time and we're all gonna snowmobile over to another buddy's house and there's not enough there's like three people on every sled and then there's me and i'm like well i'll be in the back i i was nice i let the girls have a spot right on the back of the sled and it's like oh, well gentlemen. i'll just like i'll just i'll just hold on to the onto the back bar dude i'll drag i'll just drag behind it'll be fine 90 kilometers an hour down the lake hanging oh, onto the back god. of a sled oh my god did i get beat the fuck up dude <laughs> On the lake, yeah. Well, on you know, on the lake is you know winter time up in back home, right? But yeah, no, I still lake's always rough. Yeah, hard, hard pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down down the big trail. I think the trail back home had to be like good eighty feet wide down the lake where people constantly travels. It's just such a heavy travel route. All right, guys. Steve, thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, let's awesome. connect this uh, this this spring and summer.